Hey, have you ever wondered how the ultra wealthy grow their real estate portfolio so fast and furious? Have you ever heard of the infinite banking concept? Learn how you can become your own bank and build out your own real estate portfolio like the pros, like the ultra wealthy. Call Ed Knezovich or Ryan Miller at Next Level Continuing Education at 614-648-2440. Learn how to purchase investment real estate without spending a dollar of your own capital through Next Level Continuing Education. 614-648-2440. Hey, it's Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time, and I'm here with an amazing uh, story and individual uh, on the phone. Cam Tassari. Cam, how are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Real good, real good. I'm so glad that you uh, agreed to do this interview because I don't think there's ever been four state champs of uh, four time state champs on the same team at the same time. I don't know, maybe in the history of college or high school wrestling. Uh, what was that like, man? Moreauville. Is, it's, it's like, what, were you, what was in the water down there? A <laughs> um, lot of hard work, really. But it was a blast, man. It was a blast uh, getting uh Wrestled with Hunter and Logan Stever, Chris Phillips. Uh, yep. Just being under their tutelage, uh, getting to be beat up by them every day. Sure. It's truly a blessing. It uh, got me to where I wanted to be in the sport of wrestling, I suppose. So, very fortunate for them. Well, you know, Cam, any great uh, organization has other great individuals in the room. I mean, I had the uh, opportunity to wrestle every day with a state champ that was two weight classes below me, made me clearly much better. And in the Beachwood wrestling room, which I wrestled and then coached, had a number of state champs at the same time or state place winners, and they all it was it was a it was a dogfight. And of course, you know the old rooms of Maple and current uh, rooms of uh, places like Wadsworth and Brexville and St. Ed's. Everywhere you look, you got somebody to really scrap with, and and so that I guess was the special special sauce. But how, how you know, when you guys look at each other as freshmen and you win the state title, and then you're like, can we do this? Was that ever a discussion? Um, no, I don't think we ever really questioned whether or not we could do it. Uh, I think we realized that every chance that we got to be in a wrestling room, if we allowed ourselves to give anything less than 100%, we made ourselves a little bit easier to beat. So we were in there going 100% five, six times a week, right. um, just really getting after it. And we believed we outworked everyone in the state of Ohio. So, uh, no, the, uh, mental aspect of could we do it never really crossed into that. We were putting in the work. We could do it. It was going to get done. Yeah. So it was just, it was just a, a given. It wasn't even discussed. It was just, we're just going to do this and let the chips fall as they may. I, I, I would assume it was just like, Hey, confidence is, is quiet. Arrogance is loud, right? Exactly. I like that. So you had the Steber brothers, right? And so, you know, sadly a hunter had, uh, some pretty pretty tough injuries in, in college. What were they like when they went after each other? Did they go after each other? I mean, obviously, I've I've coached I've coached uh, twins, and I've also interviewed a few twins, like the Jim Jim Shear and uh, his brother uh, Bill, and they said that they they really went after each other. What was that like watching those cats? Uh, it was it was something to see for sure. I mean, they definitely got after each other. I would say most of the time they were uh, civilized and well-behaved around each other, but you did uh, 
get those insider moments where you got to see them rip each other's heads off, and that was always fun too. Yeah, when, and uh, obviously you went with Chris, I would imagine, a few times, right? Yeah, but I rolled around with Chris a lot more, uh, especially my junior, senior years of high school. But uh, no, growing up through Biddy, I was with Hunter and Logan all through that point in my career as well. So I was always kind of around their side coming up K through about 10th grade is when I kind of started outpacing them and grow. Gotcha. So, so, you know, blood time's about that connection between the coach and the athlete and maybe something that they said or something that they did, but let's identify some of the coaches that really made you who you are and also got you through some tough times after you got out of high school. Right. So, I mean, obviously you have Jeff Bieber, Hunter and Logan's father, sure. was, uh, one of our coaches growing up. You've got the Burnett brothers, uh, who I would argue is one of the two of the greater wrestlers to ever come out of the state of Ohio, and Eric and Scott Burnett. No doubt. Um, you had Jack Gillespie, Ron Burnett, actually, the Burnett's father. This was one of my biddy wrestling coaches. That Right. Yep, yep, and just uh, Eric Burnett were probably the two bigger ones as far as technique. Uh, we were working with Eric and Scott multiple times a week, and then We'd also have practices out at uh, Jeff Sieber's garage, actually, where yeah. there were more uh, mental mindset, conditioning, kind of trying to break your practices. What was something that really hit you that said, I can do this? Was um, there a coach guess, that said something or, or did something or believed in something? I mean, what was that? I remember not even very well, but overhearing my dad and Jeff Sieber actually having a conversation at one of the Pennsylvania biddy tournaments we used to go to uh-huh. and just saying something about, and I mean, obviously Logan was killing at that age and you knew that he was going to be elite right. throughout his career. Right. So having his dad say something to my dad about the level, something about Cam's got it. Yep. Whatever it is to be successful at the next level, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just, once you hear it verified by someone else, kind of starts to leave it in yourself. And, I don't think I ever really had any mental problems getting into the mindset that I could be as successful as I was going to be. Right, right. Well, I, mean, I guess I never really had to be told that, but overhearing it and just having someone else believe that in me as well would give me a confidence boost for sure. It is, it is truly amazing when that comes together. And it's just you, you, you just hear it from somebody that you love and respect, and it says, I can do this. But more importantly, he believes in me. She believes in me. That's that's right. pretty powerful. For sure. Yeah, and that's what good coaching is, I think. Um, and, and, you know, uh, Cam, you you did pretty well at the state tournament. Um, not many not many have done as well as you and uh, obviously the other three individuals. But there had to be that one dude that you just had to really work a little harder at. And... Was there that was there that one one guy or maybe two guys that really pushed you to the limit? Um, you're saying like as far as an opponent that I had to look forward to? Correct. Yeah, yeah. From another school that you wrestled in the state tournament. Um, I really don't know that I have that one guy. I was always okay. in the wrestling room. It was more of a mindset of maximizing my potential, being all that I could be. Sure. I wasn't training for a certain opponent. I was training to basically unleash every bit of God-given potential I had in my body. If that wasn't enough, then that wasn't enough. But. Right, right. That, I love that mentality because, you know, like any like any elite athlete, you, you play the course, you know, like a, 
if you if you interview Tiger Woods, he says, I don't play an opponent. I play the hole. I play the shot. I just right, play right. what's in front of me, you know. And so, um, you know, whether, whether, what, others, what, other, what, what other sport you, it is or whatever sport it is, that's what the elite athlete uh, kind of has that same mentality, and I really like that. So when you did that, you were pretty heavily recruited coming out of high school, and tell me a little bit about that process. Um, yeah, so I was, I think, the number one recruit in my weight class in the country my junior year. Right. I uh, got recruited by a couple of different schools, went on a couple of different visits, but uh, eventually settled on Ohio State. I was going to follow Hunter and Logan there. Right. And uh, hopefully just keep that success train moving, I suppose, was the mindset. Right, right. And then you went there, and uh, what was that like the first year? Um, it was a little bit of a culture shock. I mean, coming from Monroeville, I had a graduating class of about 55 kids, right. and now I'm living in downtown Columbus. Uh, it was a bit of a culture shock, but I had a lot of fun. I uh, had a lot of success down there wrestling-wise my first year, but uh, ended up going down the wrong path, getting into a little bit of trouble, and uh, things didn't really work out. That happens, and, and right. you know, everybody doesn't realize that, you know, everybody looks from the outside and says, says well, they should have this or that uh, mentality or direction, you're talking about 18-year-old kids. I mean, yeah, granted, technically, legally, uh, we're adults at 18, but really we're children until we're 25, I think, and particularly a male. And when you have all that in front of you, it's hard to make sometimes the right decision all the time. Correct. So when, when you went down that path, um, tell me a little bit about how that made you feel and then what did you do to pull yourself out and to ultimately become – uh, a champion again. Um, so yeah, I kind of continued down that path. I lost my scholarship at Ohio state after a couple failed drug tests. Right. Um, and I think one of my big problems at the time was I was still having success while doing, while enjoying my social life and partying and doing these things. That's probably the worst uh, thing that could happen because exactly. you, think you, you think you can get away with it, you know, yeah, exactly. I could do this, but yeah, but, 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 yeah, it's nonsense. So, but go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, you're good. So then yeah. I move on to Hofstra and like you said, kids, even though we're technically adults at 18, 19, 20, um, I still hadn't really correlated that my poor decision-making abilities was directly influencing, uh, my future. And, uh, Lost another scholarship because I was academically ineligible. Right. Uh, skipped all my classes to go out drinking, partying, doing this, that, and the other. Right. Then eventually got kicked out of there, got an opportunity to wrestle at Lindsey Wilson in Kentucky. Yes. Yeah. Where um, I would actually intentionally pick that, not be only because I loved the coaches and kind of the place that I was, but it was also a dry county at the time. So okay. Okay. Literally had to drive 30 minutes to find some trouble. So temptation, uh, temptation was a bit uh, out of reach. Right, exactly. Okay. Put myself in a little bit better situation to succeed, I suppose, with the mindset. Right, right. Well, it's interesting, too, because um, I've had a number of friends that went through the program back in the day, and they've survived. A few didn't. And uh, typically, they just didn't, you know, the ones that survived just didn't put themselves in bad situations and uh, recognize that. And we just had, uh, Richard Jensen in a couple of, uh, couple of weeks ago who, I don't know if you know that story or not, but, uh, huge, huge into the drug world and 
the criminal world and pulled himself out and at 36 years old enrolled in Clackamas Junior College and actually made the team at 37, made the national tournament at 37 and became a, uh, a, a, you know, a master's champion at 39 and goes around the country now calling, you know, he has a book called Be a Champion in Life and speaks to over, well, pre-COVID over to thirty to 40,000 individual uh, children and, and uh, coaches and wrestlers around the country. So, it's a it's a beautiful thing when when that thing starts to work. So, so the 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 dry county in Kentucky and that school there really helped you get to where you needed to be. Correct. And tell me a little bit about that process. Um. So I guess at that time I'd been working construction a little bit, so I had a little downtime to really reflect on my experience at Ohio State and Hofstra. Sure. And I made the decision to go back and try and finish my wrestling career at Lindsay. Okay. Um, I suppose I kind of decided that I had to get my act together, this, that, and the other, because the thing that Tom Ryan actually brought up to me a couple of times when he was trying to get through to me uh-huh. was if a stranger followed you around for 24 hours without your knowledge, would they be able to accurately describe what your goals are? Gotcha. And while I sat there and I said all the time that I wanted to be a national champ, if anyone were to follow me in her to a wrestling room, yeah, they might believe that that was the story. But outside of the wrestling room, I was telling a completely different tale. So uh, yeah. I kind of that really stuck with me, I suppose. And I realized that I needed to kind of live the life if I was going to achieve the success I wanted to achieve. And luckily, we walked out of there with a national title. So. And that's amazing. Tom is oh, a spectacular human being. And that those words of advice are, are I'm sure, ring true to you today. And that's why he's, he's coached so many national champions, has a national title, and has you know, been the kind of man he's been. Right, um, right. You know what I mean? And, and, and um, when, I, when I coach in the business world, I go into corporations, one of the things I say, I, I give it the mother test. Don't do a deal unless your mother is looking over your shoulder and she approves. And so that could maybe be the same thing. You know, don't do that act unless mommy's over your shoulder and approves, you know? So right, it's, exactly. it's, uh, I think that's uh, somewhat what Tom was saying. And um, I really love that whole, whole process, but I want to, I, I want to take a break and, and pay uh, tribute to our sponsors and then explore that, uh, that's that national title year a little bit further with you. So, uh, we'll be back with Cam Tassari after the break. This is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. You know, we love Serve Pro of Beachwood as a sponsor. And Jack Coslin, former All-State wrestler from Beachwood, who wrestled with my producer's father every day, Maverick Peters, Scott Peters, Dr. Scott Peters, on a daily basis. They both made, made the state tournament. And that quality of making it and all that foundational pieces of making the, the state tournament has served Jack well, Jack Coslin, the owner of Surf Pro of Beachwood. And you know what he needs now? He needs management help and the opportunities for working with ServPro and getting a career in ServPro management have never been better. You need to seek out Jack Coslin at ServProOfBeachwood.com for these incredible management positions. Starting at $70,000 a year, full benefits. That's right, full benefits. Absolute opportunity for growth with ServPro of Beachwood. Give Jack Coslin a call. Call Jack Coslin, Serve Pro of Beachwood at 216-464-4498 and mention Blood Time and Undeniable with Coach Cimarroni. 
And we're back with the uh, great story of Cam Tassari. This is Coach Simone for Blood Time. Cam, uh, unbelievable uh, words of advice from the, the brilliant Tom Ryan. And now you start to live it. And uh, the ultimate thing that occurs is an NAIA national title, correct? That is correct. So talk, talk, talk to us a little bit about the process of, of getting out of that depth, getting out of, of, of the dregs, if you will, of what, what was uh, the, the prior couple of years, and then focusing, bringing those words of encouragement, uh, bringing those words from, from Coach Ryan, but also I'm sure your coaches uh, as well at uh, the other school in, in Kentucky, and talk a little bit about what that was like. Right. So, I mean, it was just kind of cleaning up my social life, uh, choosing to surround myself with better people, people that were more uh, like-minded with the goals that I had. And uh, like I said earlier, just kind of living up to that question that Tom Ryan asked me so many years ago, if a stranger followed me around for 24 hours without my knowledge, would they be able to tell me what my goals were? Yeah. Because were you living, were you living those, those foundational uh, pieces to get there? Exactly. You know, because Mm -hmm. when someone truly desires something or truly has aspirations to do remarkable things with their life, like achieve a national championship, it becomes apparent in the way that they live their life. Well said. You know, that desire just consumes them. Yep. And did you make any amends with anybody that Um, you hurt during that process? I've made amends with my my wife now, actually. Uh, I was dating... Rachel Surgeon at the time that I was getting in trouble at Ohio State, okay. and uh, we ended up breaking up for a couple of years. So I got my act together. Sure, uh, we've made amends. We've got a little family started now. That is the um, best of amends, my friend. That's the best. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. that's beautiful. Well, we love Rachel because we need strong partners to do great exactly. things. You know, exactly. And uh, we give all credit to her in many many ways. So please give her our best. Definitely will do so. Great. And so you um, you made amends with that. Did you make amends with yourself? Did you forgive yourself? Um. So I thought I did. I don't sure. Okay. Not still sure about that. So I actually had an interesting uh, meeting recently at Troy Christian, the place that I'm uh, coaching at currently. Great, great program. All, yeah, great program. Yes, yeah. We had an all coaches meeting, and our guest speaker was Tom Ryan. Oh wow! Uh, wow! And that was just kind of an interesting little dynamic and uh uh-huh. i don't know when i saw him it was almost the personification of my embarrassment of that time frame in my life sure. so i guess i think i've forgiven myself and then i kind of get dragged into that sometimes where i don't know just kind of brought up some bad memories was a little embarrassed of the way that i lived and sure got to apologize to tom and actually had a good conversation with him that night so i am thankful for that he's he's just a truly generous guy uh, he truly you know, is. It's unfortunate that I met him when I did because at right. this point in my life, he's the exact kind of person that I'm trying to bring into my life, surround my family with this, that, and the other. And right. at the time that I had the opportunity that I was kind of living like a turd. So I get it, man. But you did the right thing. You, you, you exercised out the demons internally and externally that were impinging upon your success and so by getting rid of the individuals that were really causing you to, to look to the dark side, if you will, and then surround yourself with people that were encouraging, but also holding you to task, right? What a great coach does, encouragement, but also holds you to task. Tell me a little right, bit right. about that process and how you won the national title. 
I'm so my national title I want to win. Didn't actually had lost in the national finals the year prior, so that right. was a little bit of fuel to my fire to get back there and finally get it done. But sure. uh, I had an excellent coach at Lindsay as well, Coach Ruff and Coach Myron Bradbury, uh, who kind of helped me stay the course. They were always available to me when I was struggling to just talk to. Um, kind of get things off my chest and they'd always have some great insight off some great advice so it was great to have them there for that aspect um but yeah i mean i was just surrounded by a great support system that believed in me and it was uh kind of all that i really needed i think my wrestling talent and my ability to do work on the mat kind of speaks for itself but just sure. having the guys in my corner that truly believed me in me wanted the best for me not only on the mat but outside of it as well it was, uh, more than enough support that I needed to get the job done, I suppose. But it was an absolute blast. I had Rachel in the stands, my wow. first son, Abe, born yeah. uh, about six months earlier than the tournament. So that was a blast having him there that is for my last tournament and kind of doing a, a little farewell tour with him. So that was a blast. That's great. And then you just left the shoes on a mat, right? After that. Yes, sir. <laughs> I love that. If I was if I was scout if you were scouting yourself what what uh, what's the scouting report on Cam how to how to beat or how to wrestle or what to look for uh, how to beat Cam if you don't shoot on Cam uh-huh. there's not going to be a lot of action gotcha he's not shooting on you okay so I guess the strategy is to keep it close and win in the third or overtime he might even get into a zero zero matchup if you really don't want to do anything. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. Well, what about uh, if I'm uh, if I'm on the bottom? How am I getting out? Oh, you're not getting out. I hear you. <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for that. I love it. Well, that's I. I knew that that was Cam, but I wanted to. I wanted to hear it from the horse's mouth. There it is. Absolutely. You know, and then you, obviously you saw an amazing talent um, in Logan, and uh, four-time NCAA champion and. Um, world champion and now a retired uh, uh, amazing coach, if you will, and speaker. Tell me about what was special about him. Uh, Logan was just truly the most competitive person I've ever seen in my life. Right. I mean, I remember being probably six, year, six seven years old playing football games, and if his team was losing, mm-hmm. we couldn't quit playing until his team was on top. I love it. I mean, just. Little silly things. He truly was the most competitive person I've ever met in my entire life. And he, his father was willing to bring the people around to put him in situations where he could be successful. And with Logan's work ethic and desire to be great, that was all he really needed. I hear you. And if Hunter wasn't injured, what do you think Hunter could have done? Um, I think Hunter's one of the most talented wrestlers I've ever met in my life. That's what um, I feel too, yeah. He could have done. He could have been just successful, Logan. I suppose. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think those are definitely, um, sadly, un- unfulfilled dreams. But that's what happens if you don't stay healthy, and sometimes you can't control that. It's it's sad. Right. Yeah, it takes a lot of luck to. Uh, Especially that at that level, level right? Yeah. Especially at the elite level. Hold up. Exactly. Yes. Yes. The, the 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 toughness. And so, are you still in in contact with Chris and Hunter and, and Logan? Um, not so much Logan. I haven't heard from him in a couple of years, but, okay. um, my brother, Nick and Hunter are actually really good friends. So Hunter rolls around, around Christmas time about every other year. 
Okay. I get to see him. And then Chris, I actually, I stay in probably the most contact with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're both coaching high school in Ohio right now. Where's so. Chris at? Uh, he was at Norwalk last year and debating on switching out. I'm not sure if he uh, made that decision or not yet. Great. Well, if you're ever in town, you're always welcome in the Chagrin Falls wrestling room, my friend. Oh, I will definitely take you up on that. I'm always looking for a room together. Absolutely. And tell the same to Chris Hunter and, and Logan when the next time you talk to him. But I'd love to have all four of you in the same room. That'd be fantastic. Uh, actually, I just got a letter in the mail. Our uh, 2000, I think, and wrestling team just got inducted into the Monroeville Hall of Fame. Maybe. We might have us all four in the same room again. Here. Well, well deserved, well deserved. And that year uh, was a pretty special year for uh, my my family, if you will. John Gramuglia, I had the honor of coaching him at John Carroll's uh, when I was a GA there, and that was the year Wadsworth won the state title and broke the string. Oh, knocked off St. Ed. Yeah. Yeah. I had him in the room. I had Clay Wenger, his, one of his guys who are now the head coach, Johnny uh, retired. So special year, 2010, my friend. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, congratulations. Well-deserved. And, uh, Monroeville, I had the opportunity to coach there in a tournament. Um, God, probably when I was head coach at Beachwood back in 16, I think, or maybe not. No, no, I I didn't coach him. What it was, 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 you know, Jared Opfer, over yeah. at, uh, yeah, he had a tournament and uh, Monroeville was there, but uh, Monroeville was down pretty, pretty, pretty tough. They wasn't, it wasn't what you guys were there. <laughs> the right. team wasn't, uh, wasn't very good that year, but uh, it was interesting to wrestle against you guys. But at the end of the day, it's about, you know, just doing the right thing, right? Exactly. So you're married now. What are you doing today besides uh, coaching wrestling? I'm pouring concrete, working construction, heavy highway. I love it. Man, man's got to do what a man's got to do, and that's great, honest, hard labor that uh, brings home the bacon, right? Yes, sir. It puts food on the table. Uh, my wife is actually getting ready to go back to school next year and uh, get her doctorate, hopefully. And at that point, maybe I can go back to school and do something else. We'll see. But for now, we'll be pouring concrete, and that's fine. Hey, there's a lot of money in concrete, my friend. The Italians yes, know that. Yes. <laughs> Maybe sometimes there's a body buried, but <laughs> Jimmy Hoffa show up. Anyhow, um, at the at the end of the day, though, uh, you know this is what it's all about, right? Uh, exactly. You know, uh, coming out of what what you needed to come out of, and and coming out on the other side and being a champion, and like Richard Jen- Jensen says, champion in life. Uh, so what's your what's your wife going to uh, get a doctorate in? Um, so she, it's something with anesthesia. I'm not sure. I believe okay. CRNA, but I don't know what any of those letters stand for. Well, yeah, my not nurse, a, my, my, my sister-in-law is a nurse anesthetist and okay, so yeah, that's what yeah. And so is my, my, my daughter's, uh, uh, boyfriend is studying to be one. So, uh, and one of my best, uh, definitely my best wrestler this year, Sam Partain, his, his, his father, Bill, is a nurse anesthetist. So pays a good that kid pays a good buck, my friend. So she's doing yes, a good sir, job. Yes, Absolutely. Well, uh, Cam, uh, you know, this is the, the coming out of the year and a half of the virus. We'd like to leave the audience, uh, particularly in blood time, with some words of encouragement and some uh, inspiration and some something positive. So if you can, leave us with uh, something. If you're not willing to sacrifice for what you want, then what you want becomes a sacrifice. Uh, um, during this time, we've got some extra time that we can be putting in some work, getting better, bettering ourselves. 
And if you're not taking advantage of that opportunity, then you're sacrificing that opportunity. So get out there, become better in some way, shape, or form today. I love that. I love that. That was a great quote. And uh, Cam, you live it, man. You came uh, through the depths, and you came on the on the uh, opposite side and the the good side, and became a champion again. And um, I'm just very honored and happy that you were uh, uh, willing to do a blood time with us. Thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, good luck with uh, Troy Christian, unless you're wrestling a, a Chagrin Falls Tiger, my friend. <laughs> I appreciate it, Paul. Listen, uh, give my best to all the guys in Monroeville. Congratulations again, and uh, thanks for coming on. Will do. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon, Cam. This is Coach Simroni for Blood Time. We are all blood. Love to all. Yes, this is uh, Coach Cimarroni for Limo King, one of our newest sponsors, and Connor Mack. We love Connor. Uh, he has uh, this company that's the premier party bus company for Cleveland with over 200 rev reviews being five stars. That's 200 reviews at five stars. Holy cow. All of their vehicles are purchased brand new and are custom built. They service nights out, sporting events, concerts, weddings, and many other services. They service all of Northeast Ohio, Akron, and Canton. Feel free to call or text the owner, Connor Mack, directly at 440-221-4474. That's Connor Mack, 440-221-4474. TheLimoKing.com. TheLimoKing.com for all of your party bus needs. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix, dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.